eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. All right, there's the thumbs up. At least the thumbs not in your ass, Al. What's going on? That uh, is a good thing, Jerry. Good to see you. Uh, you know, there's a guy on uh, Twitter, and he doesn't have a real name on Twitter. It's some weird, strange thing, so I can't mm. even say who he is. Okay. Is, but there's a guy on Twitter who has gone back uh, from the very beginning of this podcast when it started. Yeah, you told in, me that. Yeah, yeah. In, yeah. in yep. 2015. So he occasionally sends me notes as to. Where he is in the right. in his progress of listening to all the shows and what's going on, so he he sent me a note this morning and he said, "Hey, he goes, uh, I'm to the part in the podcast where Craig is gone from WFAN, and you guys changed the name of your podcast. We did, right? I said, I go, what was the name of the podcast? I thought it was the post game podcast." It originally was called the Boomer and Carton Post Game Podcast. Really? Yeah, and I I remember that now too because I rem- was remembering naming it that for thoughts that people would search Boomer and Carton, <laughs> and then we can hop on their backs. Cheap listens. By, yeah, by getting cheap listens. I don't remember that. Oh, I had to ask. I said, "What do you mean?" Like when I yeah. he had a ref- that once he said that it it refreshed my memory of that. So part. we changed the name of it when Craig had his issue. Yeah, and once woke well, once Craig officially left WFAN. Interesting. We changed the name to just the post game podcast. Huh. Wait, <laughs> learn something every day. Yeah, no idea. No, I would no never idea. have guessed that. I actually want to go back and listen to uh, a few in twenty twenty. I want to hear some of those pandemic podcasts we did. Yeah, I don't recall those. I don't either. Barely anything. I don't either. Um, n- nothing. I'm just the only thing I remember. Like the one vivid memory I have from doing shows during that time was a Saturday afternoon show, which we did five of them. I think it was. We, yeah. It wasn't a lot, but I think we did four or five of them. And my son had a few friends over. 
and they were in the basement, and it was a little noisy. And I remember doing, you know what? I've got this QGO, which was an app on the phone, and there was an issue connecting with the Comrex anyway. So I went outside and I did my segment sitting at my table on the deck while sipping a drink. Nothing crazy. Yeah. And it was beautiful out and thinking, like, this is a radio show right now. Yeah. And it was pretty wild. Yeah, I remember when we would do those, like, on the Saturdays, I felt like I was allowed to have a beer while I was yeah. doing the show. Yeah, pretty much. As long as we weren't getting drunk. I mean, no. we weren't bothering anybody. I want to go back, actually, the that week. I think the week that was my last week here in the studio. Yeah. Or the week prior to that. There was one of the post-game podcasts where I had was reading that they were going to stop kids from going to school. Yeah, and I sure. remember bringing that up to you. I go, I go, do you guys have a plan for if they cancel high school? And you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. It was so unheard of. But I was yeah. like, yeah, I think I read that. And and you were right. I remember there was a guy who was doing work at Gina's home. And <clears throat> he was putting in the flooring on the porch. And this guy said to us, this was a good couple months before it happened. Mm-hmm. And it's just a random guy. He goes, uh, he goes, yeah, you might want to start stockpiling toilet paper because it's going to be very hard to get. And we're looking at him like, what? Like, who would ever what? think that that was going right. to happen the way that And then happened. we couldn't find toilet paper. Right. Yeah. We were basically buying uh, leaves that they were stringing together to make rolls. Yeah. I, I remember the industrial case I bought. Yes. On uh, an Amazon that took a while to get, but I wound up getting it and I had more toilet paper than I knew what to do with. Which is perfect. Yeah. No, that was, it was a wild, really was a wild time. The one, the other thing, we'll move on. The other thing, so vivid too, is when Mark called to ask me if I was okay doing the hour with you instead of the 15 minutes. And I remember as he's telling me like, wow, that's going to be great. You know, we're going to get a raise, even though I knew tough times. And he was like, no, no, no. I'm like, okay, well, what about we will talk about it when everything's over? That didn't go well either. The talk afterwards. Yes. Yeah. It was like, no, no, no. He left and that was it. Nope, 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 nope. that? Call now, Jerry. See if Mark Chernoff will help you help us out. I don't think so. I think Mark would want to be my agent. Not sure he'd really sell you really well. <laughs> no, I don't think so. He might get me a pay reduction. <laughs> eh, you could probably get Jerry for this much. <laughs> Very what funny. are you paying him this much now for? Why? Mm. <laughs> I was listening to a, a media podcast. I okay. listened to a couple of them. They're Where actually... are we getting Andrew Marshand in? I we, we're terrible. We come up with ideas. Yeah. We don't follow through with anything except showing up to work every day. That we do follow. That we do. We, we get do. here. We never don't show up. Man. All right. Go ahead. Media podcast. Uh, by The the Ringer, which is the Bill Simmons. Okay. Uh, it, he's got a couple, actually. There are a couple media-related podcasts right. in there. And I enjoy them depending on the topics. But I was listening to one uh, on my way in today, and the topic was about uh, media, you know, the layoffs at ESPN. I'm sure. sorry. The layoffs at SI, SI Sports Illustrated. The L.A. Times just dumped. It. I saw they oh, were losing forty million dollars a year. Yeah, and like their newsroom, someone took a picture of the newsroom today and posted. There's no one in there. It's like, but then they brought up an unbelievable story, and I believe these guys because they do work in the media and they're not affiliated with the New York Times. And they're saying the only the one that has figured it out is the New York Times. And then they talked about the pay subscription for the New York Times, and they 
gave out a figure of how many people pay for a subscription to the New York Times online. Okay. And the number floored me. Really? Yeah. What is it? Care to take a guess? I don't know because I don't know how many subscribers they had as a newspaper. Yeah. Like if I if I guessed five hundred thousand, I could make the case that I'm way over and I'm way under. I don't I don't know. They said they have over ten million really monthly subscribers. Damn. Well then that they're doing all right. Then so did it do they still have a full writing staff? A full Yeah, they said they're like the only one of the only newspapers that have figured it out online that mm. was able to to adapt and go online and that and then I looked it up today I was like what's it cost to get the New York Times so your first uh 4 months is a dollar a week okay but after that it's 6 dollars a week and you're telling me they have how many 10 million paid subscribers so they're making times 24 they're making 240 million dollars a month yeah Damn. And that's why when they were like, oh, yeah, people wondered, why did they buy The Athletic? And it's like they want that they're saying the New York Times is trying to become a, almost like, you know, how every a lot of people have Netflix is their one. If you're going to have a streaming service, you have Netflix. They want if you're going to have a paid subscription to something that you read, it is going to be The New York Times. Interesting. Yeah, it was really interesting, like the, all the stuff they're talking about and how they're trying to be not only the 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 place you go to for war coverage, political coverage, sports that they have, you know, the New York Times is known for the New York Times crossword puzzle. They have other games within the New York Times app where if you're you like to play word games, Wordle and yeah, all, yeah. all these things. And the comics and and I, it's got me to the point where I like I'm going to do the trial thing just to see what's going on with this New York Times. Did you ever read the New York Times no. when it was a paper? No. So then why would you get it now? See what's going on over there. 10 million Nothing's people going get on. It. The same thing that's been going on. It's the New York. The one thing I will tell you, and I think the Post does a good job with it too. Um, when they first came online, it did look like the New York Times. Yeah. Like the screen looked like the kind of like the app on the iPad for the Post. Yeah. That's like the New York Post, even more so than the website. The website for the New York Times looks like the New York Times. So I, I don't think you're going to, you'll cancel. You don't read. See, then that's going to run. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> I mean, I mean. <laughs> right. I like to scroll Twitter where I can read something. And what, even if like a Twitter thing has the thing where you have to hit more to see more. I'm like, I'm not hitting right. you, more. You got your four lines and you're yeah, good. I'm good. I think I got it. I, I think I, I know where you are. I know you know by now. Uh, I guess part of me wants to just see if if it looks like it's something different that's standing out in the tech world of online where you give your credit card to get content, which so yeah, few of us want to do. I don't think it's going to. And they were also saying how, like, very local papers still do okay. Mm-hmm. It's the middle, it's the next level up. So it's like, like, the the New York Times is up here. The real little papers are still successful because they're the little, they get the local advertising. It's the, like, Orlando Sentinel, the those things where... Yeah. The Tampa Bay Tribune, the St. Pete Times, that they're just. How's the, did they talk about the Wall Street Journal? They they said that's second best in the country. Yeah, that they that, do very well as well. That doesn't surprise me. Again, the investments in New York City, yeah. and I get that. But they were pretty much mentioning those two hmm. as far as newspapers, and that's it. Yeah.
Wow. Yeah, I had no idea. Tough business now. Yeah. Tough business. Part of me thinks like I should, because there are times when I'll see on Twitter something on NJ.com mm-hmm. that I was like, you know, it's more local for us because we live in New Jersey. Sure. Why don't I get this? I had it for a while. Yeah. But then I stopped. I stopped. Like I got it during Rutgers season a couple of years ago. And then I stopped in the summer because once the basketball season was, and I never went back to it. And I do like it. I mean, you know, and I know those guys that write that cover the team, but I just haven't, I don't have the time to read anything between with work. And I just. Yeah. I think of like, if you're retired and you get up in the morning and want to read yeah. the news of the day, those are valuable. I agree. Things. I still would want the paper though. Yeah. I don't know why. There's still something about wanting to. you don't want to be staring to... at a screen. Well, yeah, that's probably it. That right. Is, and I certainly don't want to read it on my phone. I do not want to do that. Yeah. You know, I don't mind the computer screen. The phone bothers me. But you're right. The New York Post iPad app is, is tremendous. Yeah. It it's really almost is. like a, a PDF of the newspaper. Yes. And you flip it. Yeah. Like it's the paper. I do. And I've, I've been impressed. I remember saying once, I want to get an iPad just so I can get the New York Post app. Yeah. <laughs> Which is stupid, but I'm curious, like the New York Times. If a, you're having a paid subscription through the app, do they have ads or no ads? I don't know. I don't know if they're giving you exactly what the paper is. I'm sure they still print it. I don't. I know they don't print a lot of them, um, but I'm sure the paper's still in circulation. I would think at some capacity. So if there's an ad in the paper, you think why it's wouldn't the, it be? Yeah, I don't know. It's still the paper at the end of the it day. It is still the paper. You know. Hmm. No, that's right. cool. Yeah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, we brought up, uh, you know, our upcoming trip to Las Vegas came up on the show. Yeah. And I was thinking, and this might be just because I watch a, some reality shows and there seem to be reality celebrities living in Vegas now. Yep. And there's a lot of new developments in Vegas, mm. suburbs. Do you think Vegas would be a good or bad place to live? I've seen shows on living in Vegas. Yeah. And I've heard... Um... I, to me, I've heard differing opinions on it, you know, that you get very tired of Vegas, but also everything's new. Everything's very nice. A lot of transplanted New Yorkers out there. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and I was hearing, like, there are there are cool neighborhoods and towns uh, in the suburbs that have, like, nice restaurants and mm-hmm. bars and things that people that are vacationing in Vegas don't go to. Right. So it's like... Four people that live there, or more mm-hmm. people that live there go there. I wonder, like, what's the difference between something like that living in, or like living in Scottsdale? You know, it's still the desert. I would think very similar, and I think that the, the tourism's different in Vegas than it would be to, to Arizona. I would think you've probably got more of a popular of a living population. I think in Scottsdale and Phoenix than you would in Vegas. I feel like Vegas is the new up and coming. Yeah place to go like you know austin texas has become nashville was um you know in terms of the surrounding areas didn't that guy ronnie the limo driver didn't he move out there yes i think yeah i'm pretty sure i 
Saw something on him, loving it out there. Summer's hot, but you got to know that when you same as Phoenix. You know, it's going to be warm in July and August, but, you know, I, I'm open to anywhere. I really am. Anywhere that's warm for nine out of the nine months out of the year, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued. The one thing I have seen in Vegas in particular, because they're their newer developments that I guess I'm seeing people living in is they seem to be very cookie cutter homes. Yeah. Well, when you buy the, when these contractors buy the land, they basically put together these developments and that's exactly what they are. Yeah. And I'm not sure whether I like that or don't like that. I like new. Yeah. I like new too. You know, I don't want every house to look the same. I agree with you, but I love new. I think when you got a brand new development, brand new paved streets. Yeah. Brand new home, everything inside the house is new. Like that's awesome. I I think that's pretty cool. I know there's other people that like old and and you know um, historic. And uh, I get all that. Not me. <laughs> I'm good. I like new. Yeah. When I see like a brand new house, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, ooh, this looks nice. Yeah. The that's walls phenomenal. are nice. Yeah. The only thing I wonder is like, did they use cheap materials too? Probably. Because you feel like back in the older days, they used higher quality materials. Yeah. Maybe they did or didn't. That's the perception. And you feel like now, probably a lot of cutting corners. I uh, Well, it's cutting corners. Also, things are made cheaper. Yeah. More so than I think it is cutting corners. But I know I always told you the house, my second house was built in 1952, I believe it was. And I don't, I mean, there was nothing blowing that house down. I mean, you could tell that it was made with very thick materials and it was well built. The house we're in now, and my fir- my first house, which was down in Brick, we bought in 2002, I believe we bought. That house was built in 1996. That felt like a hurricane's going to knock it over. Mm-hmm. It did. It yeah, just it the was, 90s. That's what yeah. they say was the worst. Was okay. Uh, the and 90s. then this house we're in was built in. I think the house we're built in now was built in 86. I think, kind of in the middle. There are parts of it that are like, it feels like this thing is a good structure. Yeah. There's other parts like, damn, that broke, you know? So kind of in between the two. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, they make the kitchens look nice, the bathrooms look nice, and then the hell with the rest of the place. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Vegas always felt like a weird place to live. Yeah, well, because it's Sin City. You're you're still around booze and gambling and prostitutes. And I mean, right? Yeah. Uh, that's the reputation of it. You know, you got uh, organized crime out there, supposedly. Yeah. I don't know. And then you're kind of a couple of miles off that strip, depending upon how far you go. I also wonder about Vegas and about Arizona in particular. What if we, what if something happens? With, like, how do they get water out I there? I know you've asked this before. I just I wonder, don't. like, how? what if they run out of water for us? I'm not. living out there in Scottsdale. All of a sudden, they're like, like the whatever state's giving us water goes... We're not doing that anymore. I don't know where the water supply comes from. Yeah. Hoover Dam. See, now you're right. They know. do have a lot of water out there. They do Just have a open lot of water. up Hoover, Hoover Dam. Just open it up, right. <laughs> Flood the streets. Here comes a tidal wave. Not funny. Hoover Dam. Yeah. Yeah, so that one just seems weird. Like, it seems more like a livable place. Scottsdale. Right. Las Vegas seems like as a place you would go to live to try to figure your life out. Maybe. Like, I got to get away from... All my bad influence friends in New Jersey. Oh, let's go. Let's go to Vegas where there's no bad influences. <laughs> How about this? Move to Montana. Ooh, right. I feel like it's too late to move to Austin. It's all right. now you got to find the next up and coming. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, it's it Vegas, there. Nashville, Austin. What's next? 
What's the next one? I don't know. Me neither. That's why we're always last to know. This Montana you keep referencing <laughs> sounds like a great idea. Although yeah. I think they have nasty winters, don't they? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I would think harsh. Very Wind. harsh. Yeah. And cold. Do you think you would feel landlocked since we're used to being in a uh, state that's on the water? Like this idea like you're in the middle of nowhere? Mm, I don't know. I don't know that I think about it all that much. Because I feel like if something really went down on land, I could paddle out to sea. And go where? Like, what are you talking about? Just keep going. You paddle out to sea? <laughs> on what? A I water bike? Something. No, bud. Unless a you got yourself a submarine or a cruise ship, you ain't getting very far. Like a little boat? No. <laughs> little boat. I should get a little boat for my basement. And do what with it? it just in case something goes okay. down and I need to get go. Yeah, right. You're going to take a little boat to Cuba. Come on. I would just keep getting pushed right back to right, land. Exactly. <laughs> oh, you wake up. Where am I? Oh, I'm in Asbury Park. <laughs> I went one mile up the road. Oh, my God. Yeah. You, you might get to Atlantic City. Hmm. I'll give you that. That's funny. Jerry, are you excited at all? There seems to be big news that um, <clears throat> John Stewart is going to be back hosting The Daily Show through the election. Didn't watch it when he first did it, so Maybe neither. not interested. I think this is one of these situations where... People are reacting like, oh, my God, it's going to be. And no one's going to see it on actual TV. No one's going to watch it. We're going to get clips. It'll be on YouTube. We're going to see clips. Everything is YouTube. Because it's on Comedy Central, which is uh, no which funny, though. Like, Comedy Central's the one paying his thing. And yeah. now I'm going to see it on Twitter. And YouTube. For free. Yeah, absolutely. But they'll make the money off the YouTube hits. That's true. It'll be Comedy Central. Put them mm -hmm. up. That's no a doubt. good point. Yep. I mean, hopefully, I'm, I'm sure they're going to hope they're going to get millions and millions of views. Yeah. Doesn't interest me. Never did. So this, Same here. This means literally nothing to me. Then I actually saw, uh, you know, do you remember, remember that song, Cruel to Be Kind? Yes. You've got to be cruel, cruel to, to be, be kind. kind. In, yes. So I was playing it the other day. I used it as a right. rejoin coming back. And I and I looked, the guy who sings it, his name is Nick Lowe. Okay. So under the artist there on Spotify, it said, Nick Lowe has 500,000 streams a month. Hmm. I said, all right. I go, I wonder what Nick Lowe is making. Oh, 500 streams a yeah. month. So I did some Googling. Nick Lowe is making about $2,000 a month. That's it? Yeah, on streaming on Spotify. It said per million plays, it's 4000 something dollars, wow. and then that gets split up. So oh. the artist isn't getting... All of that. Damn. Now, if somebody like Nick Lowe, I, I, I'm pretty sure Nick Lowe wrote Cruel right, to so Be he Kind. he gets all of it. He performed Cruel to Be Kind. So he gets a lot of it. Yeah. The overwhelming majority. But if you're... That's what I always wondered, too. Like, if your big hit was a remake of, like, a Bob Dylan song, Bob Dylan's getting all that money. You're getting the small imagine, portion. Imagine that, like... And I know he's older at this point now, but, like, every month he's got these direct deposits. He probably doesn't even know where the money's coming from. Yeah. How much we got? What we get? Uh, great. So you can figure it out if you have an artist you like to go yeah. on Spotify, see what their monthly, because it shows, it's like about the artist, but yeah. Bob Dylan, and it'll say monthly listens, monthly streams. And it's a million streams for per $4,000. Yeah. That gets divided up between the writer and the performers. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're Billy Joel. What are you writing new music for? Yeah. He's just you're, like. If you're not going to go on tour anymore. So guys like that, like, have, but you, he's got a ton oh, of Oh, for hits, sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know what? I guess why not? Yeah, the song just adds to the streams, I guess. I don't know. But if Nick Lowe's getting two grand just for the, just, okay, so you're Nick Lowe. Like, he's not somebody who's top of mind by no. any means. No, not at all. So there's got to be 
you know, if you're the Black Crows. Yeah, that'd be fun. Maybe when we're done here in a minute, I'll go check out some of those bands. Yeah. That would be interesting. Now I know what I'm doing this Perfect. afternoon, Jerry. All right. That's what I'm talking Let's do the warm-up show. Oh, and tomorrow's let's do it. Friday, Jerry. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. Today it's a raining out, and I've decided, figured out that it's either raining out or cold out. Today's a rainy yeah. but not cold out day. Right. 